Hello, and welcome to the podcast Biblical Question. We are excited you've taken time out of your day to listen to our podcast. For more information about us, you may visit our website at biblicalquestion.com. We will tell you the web address again at the show's end. We encourage you to open your Bible and follow along as we study the Bible. Now here is your host, Joseph. Hello there. Glad that you have taken time out of your day to join us. As you can tell, we've kind of changed the formatting just a little bit here. Uh, we're checking things up. Uh, we have a new web page, still the same web address, obviously, but we have uh, some things that we have done differently. I certainly hope, if you have not been there in a while, that you would go and check it out. And today we're going to answer questions from listeners. This would be uh, the 39th podcast that we just dedicated uh, to questions and answer type session. If you have a question, just like our lady introduced us here, uh, we're going to give you an address here or an email that you can send it to us. We'd be happy to try to figure that out for you. We love studying the Bible. I have an email here. This week's podcast, uh, this guy uh, is from the USA. I say guy. He doesn't give his name. He just says, uh, the email just said, USA listener. He says, hello, I've been listening to your podcast for some time. The more I listen, I have started to question some of the teachings of my church. I have always believed all I had to do was believe in the name of Jesus. Now I'm wanting to learn more as I listen to your past podcast. Is there more than just believing in the name of Jesus? I want to thank you for listening, first of all, and your email. I, I, I deeply appreciate that. Uh, your faithful listening, your question, uh, makes this podcast all worthwhile. Obviously, one who is professing to be a Christian certainly must believe in the name of Jesus. Who he is, uh, who he was, what was his purpose, uh, what his will be, you know, he is God. His very name is deity or God. I I know this is a popular teaching that this is all you really have to do is uh, just believe in the name. Well, that's, that's a start. There's no doubt about that. But if I was going to ask uh, one of the ladies who are used to, uh, preach out western Kansas years ago, made the best homemade pies uh, when we'd have a little dinner, and I would ask her to make a certain kind. And so, was all that she needed was the crust or just the fruit? Well, of course not. I just named two ingredients. Obviously, there's more. I don't make a pie from scratch, and so I, I know there's more to it than just a crust and pie feeling. But anyone who's baked a pie knows that there is just simply more than one ingredient. We just call it a pie. And I, I really want to have you open your Bibles and, and follow along. And so we're going to be kind of scattered over a little bit here. But if you want to mark your Bible to uh, Luke chapter 5, verse 32, is where we'll be in a few minutes. Luke chapter 5, verse 32. But then open up uh, and flip over to Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. And so here it is in the, in the book of Isaiah. 
we can find a prophecy. And this prophecy is about Jesus. It's about the Messiah. And there's a whole list of names attached to the Messiah here. Uh, We call uh, Jesus, because that was the name given to him at his birth, uh, by the Holy Spirit telling Joseph and Mary, this is what uh, he will name him. Again, I want to say this, believing in Jesus is a good start. Isaiah 9, verses 6 and 7 say this, For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us. And if you go and look in the original text, the word son, if you have a New American Standard or English Standard Version, that word S is capitalized, and there's a reason for that. Uh, It's because it's referring to deity or God. Okay, and it goes on to say, And the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Verse 7, There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David over his kingdom. So again, all the names listed here, all have this meaning of, of, of deity. And this is where a good word study would come in mind. And, and you know, you could do these probably online. I just have the books and things to do that. But it, it's really interesting to study out all these different things. So, again, all these names mean deity. Every one of these uh, names in these verses that we just read Everyone in Christianity uses them at some point in time to to describe Jesus or the Messiah. And I want to point out these these words being used again by this prophet. Mighty God. Eternal Father. These two terms are, are the most Christians use anywhere else. God the Father which really helps us to describe the Trinity. And the Trinity is very difficult to understand on this side of eternity. I think we can to a point, but after that, I'm not sure uh, if we can, or simply my study hasn't gone far enough. But that all being said, Jesus really does claim to be the Father when he, he speaks to the apostles in John chapter 14. John 14, verses 7 through nine. If you had known me, you would know my father also. From now on, you do know him, and you have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father, and it's enough for us. And Jesus said to him, I have been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip. Whoever has seen me has seen the father. How can you say, show us the Father? Okay, here's this discussion with Jesus. He's he's really trying to say, hey, look, uh, I'm I'm God in the flesh. And there's only one God according to the Scriptures. So yes, you must believe in the name of Jesus because there is great power in the name of Jesus. The miracles of Jesus proves He is God. and, And there's only... One God, again, according to Scripture. Notice here what James says, the brother of Jesus. 
for just believing. He he says this in his epistle. James uh, says, you believe that God is one, okay? And James, being uh, raised as a Jewish man, would say so. He would say, there is only one God. And yet he grew up in the same household as Jesus. And he says, you believe that God is one. You do well. But the demons also believe and shudder. So even demons, fallen angels, know there's only one God. And that's what, if they do that, why, why are we not believing in just one God? I'm not saying we're supposed to follow demons at all. But again, apparently demons believed in Jesus. I mean, believing alone apparently does not save you or make you a Christian. Again, demons are are not clearly saved. They just simply are not. Jesus didn't come to save them. He, He came to save us. Again, believing... Is part of a Christian walk. Jesus would even say in John chapter 8, verse 24, Therefore I said unto you that you will die in your sin unless you believe that I am He. That word He is capitalized. You will die in your sin. Again, in, in this context here, if you study up the whole chapter, Jesus is making the claim, one, to be the Messiah, and Jesus will go on in this chapter to back up his claim. He, he will do something really neat. He's going to come give back a man his sight from the blind. Okay, so hold on for that. We're going to go to Luke chapter 5, verse 32 here after this break. Do you enjoy our weekly podcast? Though many of our listeners around the world in poverty-stricken nations aren't financially able to support our podcast, if you are able, we'd be grateful for your help. We offer several ways to help support the podcast on our website. Would you be in prayerful consideration in your cheerful donation or purchasing through one of our affiliates? Thank you for listening, and may He have the glory. Okay, Luke uh, chapter 5, verse 32 says, I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners to repentance. So here is Jesus saying, I am God. I'm, I'm God in the flesh. And now he starts here preaching about what? Repentance. This is not a subject that is preached much in, in Christian circles today. And actually, the Old Testament Uh, Tell the Jews, believers as well, they need to repent of their sinful ways. God is always sending them a prophet or somebody to say, stop what you're doing and turn back. Here's Isaiah again. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15. For thus the Lord, the God of the Holy One of Israel, he has said, in repentance and the rest of you will be saved and quietness and trust is in your strength, but you were not willing. Here's, here's the psalmist in Psalm chapter 7, verse 12. If a man does not repent, he will sharpen his sword. He has bent his bow and made it ready. So Peter, in the very first sermon, the very first sermon of the New Testament, the New Testament really actually starts on the day of Pentecost. 
And here's, here is Peter in Acts chapter 2. Repent. Uh-oh, repent. And each one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Again, repentance is, is turning to the things that God loves and rejecting the things that God rejects. This idea of rejection or rejecting often is used uh, in the New Testament, especially this, this word hate. Uh, Jacob I loved, Esau I hated. Really, in the original text, it's just saying, I rejected. I rejected. Okay, not hated. Hate in the English language is pretty harsh, actually. But repentance uh, can be one of the most difficult things, part of a Christian walk. It's just not it's just not easy to do. You have to ask God to help you. This is face to fact. Our desire for sinful lifestyles are all around us. Our flesh is weak. Jesus would say so in the garden. Uh, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The world that we live in tells us today, it is okay to live and do whatever we wish. And really, I'm honest here. I mean, sadly, there are very few congregations preaching this part of the Bible. And it's for various reasons. Some just want to be politically correct, which normally I'm not. They fear the society. They fear the government more than they do the Word of God and what it teaches. And so, we... We, we get lots of followers, and I notice and lots of listens, and it kind of depending on the podcast, we'll really start to grow. And I'll start talking about this, and all of a sudden, uh, it, the, the listeners and the followers are kind of drop. Not majorly, but they will drop. And that tells me they just want their ears tickled, and this is not the podcast to get your ears tickled. It's I'm doing my best to teach you the truth, to my best understanding. That's why I say, open the Bible and follow along. And so, and this kind of leads me to another thought. We as Christians must really, truly believe the book that we call the Bible really, truly, honestly is, down to your toenails, is inspired by God. That the Bible is 100% truth in it, and it even applies to us today. And this is a lot of the comments I get uh, from listeners is they really like the fact that I make applications in their life. They really like that. Thank you. I appreciate the compliment. And the Bible does that. But here's the Apostle Paul in 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, right after this message. Would you like to make a bold witness for Jesus and Christianity, even when you're not even saying a word? You can both witness and inspire others in fashionable and affordable ways. You'll find the right wearables for men, women, and teens, fashionable and high quality. Our excellent Christian hoodies, Christian sweatshirts, and Christian shirts make perfect Christian gifts for any religious person in your life who would like nothing more than to express their faith through fashion and style. Check out our webpage for more information. 
2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says, All of Scripture, all of Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. Here is an apostle writing this letter to Timothy, a young preacher. And this is the issue with a lot of churches that I had. They get on their hobby horse or only preaching one certain topic whether that's baptism, speaking in tongues, whatever. I mean, it's just, and those are fine topics to talk about. Please do not misunderstand me. But we need to understand and learn the whole Bible. This is a lifelong process. And I know I have lots of preacher friends that listen to this podcast, and they they will call and say, hey, uh, we we think you're right, absolutely right. And, and they'll tell you nobody wants to be corrected, including me. That's true. We don't. We want to live. We want to live the life that we want to live. We don't want anybody telling us how to live it, how to do it, where to spend our money, what food we could eat, can't eat, and so the boss can't tell me to work. Whatever. We don't want to be corrected. We just want to live wild and free. We're sinners. And when somebody comes along and starts, you know, preaching, teaching, this is what we're supposed to do. This is the first thing that preachers are supposed to do. Teach the Word of God. And, and, and the preachers need to be doing this idea, this reproof for correction. You know how many people in church, I, I, I can see their Facebook page, and I'm thinking, whoa, you said what? And I'll pick up the phone and I'll call them and say, you know, I'm not sure that a Christian man or woman ought to be posting that type of thing or saying that. It's your Facebook page, and you can say what you want. See, it's always funny. They want me to be on their Facebook page because it's cool to have the preacher on there until he comes back and says, Hey, uh, that naked girl you posted? Uh, no, we don't do that. Not as Christians. And, of course, that's when they don't want to come back to church. Uh, they want to have your head uh, on a platter. Uh, very few people say thank you. And I've had a few. And I have a few of those people who listen, who say, hey, you're right. I didn't know that. Thank you. But what is all this for? For training in righteousness so that we we're on earth for a certain period of time. And we are to be training ourselves in the word of God to know who God is. What his expectations are for us. I'm still learning some of those things. I'll be honest about it. There was a poll that was done in 2018. So a few years ago now. But it was done by Pew Research Center. And the study showed only 56% of Christians in America believe in only one true God. As described in the Bible. So many are believing today there are many paths to heaven. But I'm going to be honest with you, listeners. I mean, if you really believe you're a Christian and you believe that God's word is the Bible, it's absolutely true. The Bible doesn't teach this. The Bible, the God of the Bible gives everybody the right to believe what they want, reject what they want, but there will be consequences to all of those actions unless there is repentance. I know this is stunning for many people. 
if you would say, I believe in Jesus, I believe in his name, but I don't believe what he said. And notice what he says here in John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus has not left any escape routes, no off-ramps, no side roads, and not a different map. He just not done it. He is saying there's only one way to eternal life and righteousness to be with him, be with God forever and ever. You and I cannot understand eternity. We're bound by time in this flesh. And if you're going to seek out all these other gods, uh, all these other ways and avenues, it's sorry, sorry, Charlie, as we would say in America. And I have most of my listeners are still outside the U.S. And so, and think about this, America listeners. We have many people in this world who suffer and die every day for the name of Jesus. They go to prison. Uh, their church buildings are burned down. Their families are taken away. They're separated out. It is horrible what goes on to Christians around the world. Should Christians be doing this to other religions? No, never said that. Don't believe that. We need to be leading our life by an example of repentance, believing in who Jesus is, following his way, because your words and your actions speak loudly. Actually, your actions are probably louder than your words. But back to this idea and, uh, and thought of repentance. Again, we need to know to stop sinning completely. Didn't say it was easy. Uh, I sin, and, I, and I, I don't like that. And I think that's the difference when we sin and we say, oh, I can't believe I just did that. I think that's the difference between somebody who's seeking out righteousness and somebody who's just playing social club, Christian club, uh, at church. Again, here's the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6, the first two verses. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? And notice his answer in the very next verse. He answers his own question. May it never be. How shall we who die to sin still live in it? Again, listeners, we, we must really do our best to die to sin. We don't need to be soaking in it, bathing in it, waddling in it, uh, approving of it. That's, I think when we approve of sinful lifestyles or actions or ways, I, I think we have to, we're going to have to answer for that. Unless we have spoken up. How do we vote? There's elections coming up in this country. How did we vote? Do we vote through the eyes of the Bible as Christians, or do we just vote for uh, somebody who would give us uh, more freebies or something? Somebody pays for that, by the way. But Paul says we need to stop sinning. We, we need to understand, yes, there is grace. I am very thankful for grace and many other things uh, that God has provided. Very thankful, Paul, uh, for. Notice here, the apostle goes on in verse 2. Or do you not know that all of us 
who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death. Therefore we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in the newness of life. Again, so apparently the Apostle Paul really thought a person who is professing to say, I am Christian, uh, not just for some political gain or financial success or to get a, a better job. Uh, apparently he says, well, you need to be baptized and you need to be practicing this. I know many listeners will say, ah, Paul, Paul doesn't tell them uh, to be baptized. Well, he just... He just told him to be baptized. He does talk about it as part of the Christian walk. Again, this is this idea of, of the pie that I started the podcast with. Baptism, obviously, is part of it. And I have I've heard many sermons over the years that just nothing but baptism. Well, there's also repentance. There's also believing in the name of Jesus. There is being faithful to the best of your abilities to follow the Word of God and to tell others about it. I know many congregations don't preach this anymore. I, I realize that. They, they play some of this into a category of a work. But clearly Paul doesn't say this. He doesn't imply it in any way, shape, or form. Or simply does not even apply immersion is even mentioned in the New Testament. Again, Paul continues, we, For we have been united with him, this is verse 5, in likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Again, Paul is saying, hey, part of this reason, reason for immersion is in the likeness of Jesus. It's this picture of Jesus' death, his, his burial, we're, we're dying to sin, we put that sin in the grave, and we're rising up a new person, leaving our old self in the grave. Knowing this, verse 6, that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with, so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died is freed from sin. Again, I'm... Baptism is a reflection of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, and we need to start believing that. I mean, that's what the Bible teaches. It doesn't teach anything else about baptism. I mean, again, we're to die to sin. We're not to look like the world. We're not to smell like the world. We're to believe everything in the Bible is from God and how we are to live our lives. We, we are to have a burial for this old sinful body, a, a way of life. And we are to resurrect or in a newness of life. And so I know we spent quite a time on this. There's a lot that goes into a Christian walk. I hope this helps answer some of your questions. And yes, they're just more than just believing in the name of Jesus. Absolutely have to believe in it. Absolutely agree. I am thankful that you as a listener are seeing more and more parts of this picture that God has given us in the Bible. 
I know it takes personal time. It takes effort on all of our part. A lot of people I know are, are time, especially in America, is our most valuable commodity. We throw money around like it's nothing, it seems, on whatever we want. Uh, but we don't put time into the Word of God. We need to spend more than just an hour a week in church. Honestly, it's just not enough. This is a life commitment of every breathing moment. And I'm, I'm not saying it's easy, it, it, again. But the more you do it, kind of like this old saying I heard years ago uh, from a psychologist when I was visiting members in, in a psych ward. They, he used to tell those people, fake it till you make it. And maybe that's what we need to do. I mean, you, you just keep working at it. You keep praying, you keep struggling, and you fight the good fight. That's what we're supposed to do. I, I know the more I personally have studied the Bible, the more I see who God is, what his desires for me, to know him on a more personal and deeper level. I think that's extremely important. And if really you're searching for a church home, I, to anybody, I would hope all of us would find one that really teaches the entire Word of God. Not just a favorite verse, not just their favorite topic. And we have really strived for the last three years uh, to do this on the podcast. And many people have acknowledged that, listeners from all over the world, the emails that we get, that we really, truly have tried very hard to do that. So, Many people today are, are they're moving into what a lot of people call small groups or church homes uh, where they meet in, uh, in people's homes. And this is kind of what they did right after the day of Pentecost. And they went house to house and they went studying the scriptures and they were praying and they were reading the Bible. They were listening to the teachings of the apostles and they were being persecuted probably more than we understand. Because many people in America, uh, if you're really not being persecuted, you're probably really not living a Christian life. And I, I face persecution all the time, whether it's at work. It's really mild, but it's there. Uh, wherever, school, wherever you might be, for simply teaching the entire Word of God. I mean, here's the Apostle Paul again. He, he, in Galatians, he would say, have I become your enemy because I have taught you the truth? And I think that says a lot. Even the Apostle Paul had these struggles. Again, I want to thank you for listening. And I, we've got some changes, as you can tell. Uh, I, the web page has been updated. I would certainly hope that you would go there and check that out as well. Thank you. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to hit the like button and follow us on your podcasting app. Please check out our website at biblicalquestion.com. All one word, all lowercase. In addition, we have a prayer request page, a way of contacting us, a statement of faith, and other resources for our listeners. Do you have a Bible question you would like answered on a future podcast or prayer request? We would be honored to hear from you and add your prayer request to our list so others may pray for you. Subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on our social media accounts. Again, that is biblicalquestion.com.
Thank you, and may He have the glory.